0: So I went on our Google reviews, which I hadn't been on in a long time, and discovered we had a one-star review. Oh no! Oh man! And it was because someone had been following one of our trucks, Cody. Maybe not me. It was one of the bin <laughs> trucks, but it did describe a truck as having a purple sticker on the side. So I can confirm it wasn't mine. Hmm. Um, and a piece of garbage had flown out of the truck and. Landed in the ditch.
1: Oh, goodness. One so, piece of garbage.
0: Well, it said several pieces of garbage. It didn't say one. But it mm. gave the license plate number and a description of the driver and a whole bunch of shit. And I thought, well, I don't really want this one-star review here for some garbage that someone shouldn't have put in the fucking bin anyways. Um. <laughs> so I looked up. <laughs> there was a little thing there that said how to get rid of or do you disagree with this review? So I clicked it and it gave a list of 15 options or something or 10 options. And one of them was there's too much personal information in this review. And in the review, there was a big picture of our license plate was in the review. So I said, there's a you know, I said, there's a license plate picture and this isn't someone who had ever used our services. And within 10 minutes, the review was wiped out
1: and gone. Wow. Back to five star. PK it took service. less than 10
0: minutes. Less than 10 minutes, I had an email from Google. Someone had looked at the review, agreed that there was personal information in the review, or they had AI do it, and it fucking wiped out the review. I thought that review, I thought this is gonna be a pain in my That's, ass.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. I was gonna say, like, I'm I would be less inclined to use Google reviews if it gave these pieces of shit a platform to fucking just bash my company for nothing, right? But because i mean we do commercial landscape and sometimes there are homeowners that you're that aren't paying for your service that have a fucking grief to give you for they didn't like how the sod was rolled out on their fucking boulevard you know like i don't want to give those people a platform because they're not paying for our service they just happen to be using it because the city hired us as the contractor
0: right so I don't know how to, it would be interesting. I can't do it because maybe Mike can open up the, his Google reviews and just hit the thing where it says, and it'll tell you all the different reasons why you can delete the review now. Because I know one of them was too much personal info or personal information. And that's the one that I clicked because our license plate was in the photograph. Is it report a review? Yeah. Report a review. Yeah. And I just is like, our license plate is in the photograph or whatever. So the
2: options are off-topic, spam, conflict of interest, profanity, bullying or harassment, discrimination or hate speech, uh, personal information, and not helpful.
0: <laughs> not helpful? What does that cover? Every review that ever
2: got posted? <laughs> the, the description for not helpful is, review doesn't help people decide whether to go to this place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, I would say that almost any review could be not classified as not helpful. Well, I, I think he, any of
2: these could be classified as anything. Like hate speech, they hated your company and they left a, re, a bad review. You could call that hate speech. Like hate speech covers anything, really. Anything you disagree with is hate speech.
0: So, do you think that Google. Reviews is slowly just going to be all five star reviews because people are going to be able to protest any review that isn't a five star review. Well,
1: you can pay to get Google reviews, can't you? There's
0: yeah, but that
1: that'll hit that'll hurt yeah in the long run.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
2: What if they? Mike knows why. Why
0: does it? Why does it hurt you to get Google reviews that are paid for, Mike?
2: So if. If you do anything like that, that games, the system and Google catches you, you'll you'll never get out of Google's bad books. So like the the benefit, the drawback is worse than what the reward could be or whatever. Replace drawback with a word that makes me sound smarter. But uh, the uh, downfall is worse than what the benefits could be in the long run. Uh like positive like the best situation is they don't catch you and you get those reviews and those reviews bring you in leads uh the downfall would be you never get out of google's good or bad books your site never ranks uh and you don't get any more leads through search engines and if you pay for reviews typically they come in all at once and if you do that where google google knows how often your reviews are coming in So if all of a sudden your reviews come in all at once and they pick up certain keywords or each review has like the same sentence, which is honestly like uh, people who pay for Instagram followers, people who pay for engagement, you you see the same words used again and again. And these algorithms pick that out. If, If I can pick it out, then these algorithms can definitely pick it out and they'll be able to flag you and they'll they'll dive deeper into it and knock you down.
0: Can you pay for YouTube views?
2: Absolutely. You can pay for anything still. Oh, yeah. Anything you do that's easy, though, is going to hurt you in the long run. It's better to just grind it out, work hard. Yeah. Because any, anybody that wants to know if somebody's paid for their um, stuff is, is very easy. Socialblade.com It gives you access to everybody's analytics as long as they're not a a public or sorry a private account and you'll be able to see based on engagement rates how much people have paid or not paid for their followers and engagement
0: Hmm. what's a what's an average engagement for instagram um
2: the smaller you are the higher your engagement percentage is going to be But as you grow, that engagement percentage is going to go down. So like as you're growing and you're like under a thousand followers, you'll have like a 10% engagement rate. But as you get to like 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 followers, you're going to fall below like a 1% engagement rate. And that's just because over time, people will still remain following you. But like if it takes you three years to get to 100,000 followers... The people following you from year one may have just been homeowners and they used you and now they don't follow you anymore, but they still remain followed and they just don't go on Instagram anymore. Dead accounts, things like that, or just Instagram isn't you pushing you out. So like 0.5% if you're like over 20,000 followers on Instagram is pretty typical. Uh, but if you're getting down to like 0.1%, that's that raises some red flags. Hmm. And it's very obvious because you can see charts also of the followers uh, <laughs> for the past year. And if somebody's paid for their followers, there's a big spike on one specific day or week. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I think that's what
1: I got for my. No, but my yours video. is a bit more
2: obvious because you can tell it's a vi- it's a viral video, right? Oh, OK. But um, it, and you can go back into people's timelines and say, OK, what was this specifically? Did they post a reel that got millions of views? Or did they not post anything and they had a spike in followers, which tells me um that combined with their engagement rate, you, you can pick out these people that have paid for followers very easily.
0: Yeah, I see people that have like sixty thousand followers and they're still getting like eight likes on every picture. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would say that my engagement rate has dropped like it just keeps dropping all the time,
2: yeah, mine too i I also don't post any like reels or anything like that. I just post photos, but my engagement rate has gone down quite a bit
0: yeah i I used to get no matter what I posted, it used to get about a hundred it would get a minimum of a hundred likes, mm. which is about point five of a percent, I guess if I have twenty thousand followers mm. um but now. It just depends on what it is, I guess, but it I have noticed that like just general engagement has sort of started to fall off i but I guess there's some it's a very crowded marketplace now, yeah, it is, yeah, you know, and I don't have any spinny bucket videos and that drags me down, <laughs> so that's a problem right off the hop, big problem, um. So Mike's the the you're saying that the key to this is don't cheat, don't don't take the easy
2: way out. Isn't that like the the secret to life and success? Don't take
0: the easy way out. Generally, yes, that's the secret to life and success. Don't take the easy way out is generally the. It's generally accepted that that is the truth, but sometimes I think it just looks like everyone else is having an easier time than you are. Yeah, I. I... Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. that. Yeah, you know, like you look around and you're like, oh, that guy's doing this or this guy's doing that, or it just seems like everyone else is having some easier time than you happen to be in that moment. But somewhere someone's looking at you going, Oh fuck. That must be the setup. I wanna know how you deal with the fact there's no twelve grain bagels in Ottawa, Chad, in the Ottawa region. <laughs> there
1: there isn't. I don't know. I'm I, an everything bagel. That's what they told me.
0: I asked for a 12 grain they acted like I was crazy. So mm-hmm. then I asked for a plain bagel with cheddar cheese and butter and I got a bagel with plain bagel with cream cheese. It
1: must be your Toronto accent. I can't make Bagels? it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, could be. Absolutely could be the Toronto accent. I don't
1: know. I don't know. Bagel I... content
0: is highly viewed. Is it? People like bagel content. I don't know why. I guess it's kind of every man content. It is pretty political. Everyone gets a bagel. It's always fucked up. No one knows what to do about it. Someone had to take a stand.
1: Hmm. Yeah, the man to take
0: I, the stand. Hey, if there's a meaningless cause, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm fucking all in if there's a meaningless cause. If there's some meaningless cause that we can work on together, I'm 100% in. I'd have to say I, I enjoyed the uh the permacon day. It was a good day. Yeah, it was fun. I thought it was a good day, yeah. They had uh they had a nice spread at lunch. They had lots of bacon for breakfast. So those are things that you have to you gotta respect. If you're gonna throw a day, you gotta you gotta bring the
2: food. I got to sit beside the Paver King.
0: I sat wow. beside Mike. You met Joe from Bloomfield.
2: Yeah, I got to meet Joe.
0: Seal it was in the house.
2: Seal it was there
1: as well as
0: Pro uh, Drop. Pro drop. Yeah. Pro Drop was in the house. So,
1: what sponsor did you hammer down then for this podcast?
2: Pro Drop? I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like the Pro Drop concept is a good concept. I think in theory, it's good
2: in practice. I don't know how well it'll catch on.
0: I think it's the idea of delivering materials on demand is a good idea. I think that the only thing it's, it's about efficiency. It's about getting more efficient. It's about, but I think a lot of people who run small landscaping businesses once they get to the point where they have some guys on site, they want that drive to the supplier.
1: They do. You know? The boss doesn't.
0: No, I'm saying the boss wants to drive to oh. the supplier.
1: Oh, the boss, yeah.
0: That's what but I'm saying. Boss- if, you're, if you're a small landscaping guy and you've been working by yourself for two or three years and you own one helper, you get to the point there's three guys on site that can be trusted that are working hard you want to run that dirt to the supplier, dump it and get the gravel to give yourself a fucking break. So do you walk like me when you're 50? Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that's the only part of the business model that I think is, but that's just a human nature part. There's not much you can do about it. I mean, it's almost always more economical to get something delivered than it is to do it yourself. My trouble with
2: like that business model is that it's like it's like adding technology to a and a business that already exists. So it's not a technology company, even though they might categorize themselves as a technology company. So they own their own trucks. Um, they have to have yard space for those trucks. So you're essentially a supplier without materials on hand. Um, and it would almost work better for at least your bottom line to just outsource everything, but that brings on troubles on all in of itself, right? And then and then the disruption for ProDrop would be just these suppliers implementing their technology into their business and then they become the on-demand delivery. So it's like yeah. e- easily
0: disruptible by what's already in place in the market. Hmm. So our supplier just put a Arntz just put out a um a web store where you can get the price of anything they sell right on your phone immediately wow
1: um, is this just for contractors or for everybody
0: no it's for contractors and it's tailored to your account okay so depending on where you're i mean obviously the more you buy the bigger your discounts are yeah so depending where you are in that chain, I guess they, it's all tailored. So like I, when I open up my web store, it has my pricing in it, which I've actually used it a bunch of times. Um, I was pricing jobs on uh Saturday afternoon before, um, we, we were in Ottawa. So I was pricing some jobs in the hotel room before we went to dinner and I just, it was great any paver any paver color any paver man, you just log on and it tells you how much it would be if there's a splitting fee when how much is delivered like it wow. tells you everything. Hmm. It's pretty sick.
1: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It
0: goes wow. to your it goes to your shopping cart or whatever and then you can see how much it would all cost. Um it's so interesting now, now I
2: need suppliers to all come out with something like that that I can integrate into my software.
0: I was thinking about that. I was like when i was doing it the first few times it occurred to me i was like man if mike could integrate integrate this web store into his software it would make using the software 8 million times easier for me yes cuz it's already integrated in and all the pricing is there yeah it just needs to match in so but i it's hard to do that for for me, because I use this supplier, but Chad uses a different supplier and yes. someone else that uses your software uses another supplier. So how you would do it for... You need... And the problem is in Ontario, the suppliers are all different and all owned by different people. Yeah. So unless you were putting in trade, like you could take Conperm Trade, Block Blockteco Trade, Lock uni Trade, and put the trade pricing in. And then it would just be a apparent upon the, the contractor in the software to figure out what their discount is off trade. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they just pay trade. I don't know. Like, but that would be the only, but that's still, I don't know how those lists come out or how you would, how, how that gets integrated in an easy way. Cause you have, to, the other shitty thing is you have to update it every year. Yes. Like, it's not like a, but I guess even if people have, <laughs> there's their pricing in, they would have to update their pricing in your software too. But, but there's an easy way to do it. Like it's not that much harder,
2: even though it seems uh like time consuming. You just email your uh supplier and ask them for their price list, but in Excel format. And then we, we have an Excel file that you can just copy and paste it into, and then you can upload that that Excel file, and then all your materials are are in there.
0: Oh, see that I don't have those kind of solutions because I'm not a software guy, but that solution seems reasonable. Yeah. It just just, is most
2: suppliers give you like a PDF. Yeah. And then it just takes that extra step that you need to bug your supplier to just send you an Excel file of it. And then you can just copy over the columns and then upload it and you're good. And then you just do that every year.
0: That seems like something that someone could accomplish, but not me. (laughs) but someone it seems a reasonable thing for someone to accomplish yeah not me necessarily but someone um i like this thing it works good it's easy too if i need to look something up while i'm somewhere or you know it just saves going through the whole book or whatever and seems like good technology not perfect but good technology I'm I'm integrating technology as we speak. (laughs) Hey, are you guys still there? Yeah, we're still Still here. here. Oh, okay. We saw your Paper King logo flash. Oh, did it come back? I wonder why that comes on there. I don't know. Maybe that's what I put in as my screensaver when I put Zoom on my phone.
1: Hmm.
0: When are you starting, Chad?
1: Uh, it was looking like it was going to be an early season until I, you told me that we were going to have a snow here tomorrow or the day after, 10 centimeters. But, uh, yeah, but
0: you think 10 centimeters delays your season?
1: I don't know. There's no snow now, and there's going to be snow in two days. Doesn't make it come any quicker, that's for sure.
0: Well, I'm just saying, when were you? What, no, what, like,
1: April 15th is usually... Whenever we're uh, we're chomping out the bit, like we usually, we won't wait any later than that. Um, so yeah, we get rolling. We'll bust bust through the frost at that point. <laughs> A little bit of cursing and swearing will get you started off on the right foot for the season. And
0: uh, when do you start, Mike?
2: I will probably be, like, yeah, mid-April. I'm already getting drainage leads coming in. Ooh, Might just be is a drainage, about drainage contractor. Yeah. yeah.
1: At this point, like, that's the time of the year. Like, February, people are like, oh, there's so much water on my yard. Well,
2: especially, like, we don't have snow, right? So, it's all just water yeah. on people's yards. So, I've been yeah. getting tons of drainage leads. And then that'll come again. Like, I think end of February, we're supposed to get lots of snow. Thursday, and then, like in the fourteen day forecast, at least we're it's showing end of February, we got lots of snow coming, really, yeah, and I'm sure March will get snow still.
0: How much snow is it <laughs> well, it's hard to get through a whole winter without there being any snow, yeah we are someone emailed us and said they wanted us to start the first week of April, which. If we can, I would love to, but you can go and
1: park the machines there, you know, like, Hey, where we want to
0: start, you know, and yeah, it's planting too. So I'm like, if the ground's, if the, if the ground's frozen, the ground's frozen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember my first, my only spring at Con Perm, there was like a. April had a sudden ice storm.
1: Hmm.
0: It was this massive ice storm on April 15th, and it was, you know, it was like minus 10 for a week. Wow. It's terrible. You know, everyone had sort of gotten their shit ready and gotten ready to go. And <laughs> it just was like fucking terrible. So um, you know, the April's a touch and go month, honestly. Yeah. I remember one year we didn't start till like two weeks into May. Oh, I would have been beside myself. I'd have I been just, swearing every it day. Shitty and cold and commercials different too. Like if you're counting on someone to be ready for you. Yeah. Or if you're picking up a job where you left off last season. Yeah.
1: Gotta do both of those things.
0: That's what you're just doing first thing in the spring?
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to get back to that bridge project and hydra seed. Cause they left the topsoil bare. So God, I, saw bridge, I saw that. I saw that bridge
0: project when I was driving to Ottawa.
1: You would have, eh? Going through Brockville, yeah.
0: I, I, I recognized it. No. I saw topsoil, and then I, when we drove by, I looked down the side, and I saw the trees pl- planted in clumps that weren't in the right order. And I was like, <laughs> "Hey,
1: <laughs> the Austrian pines in the, the Austri- <laughs>
0: there's those Austrian pines."
1: Yeah, you didn't wrap
0: the trees, Chad.
1: I think that's a hoax.
0: What tree wrapping? Yeah. Why do you think it's a hoax?
1: I don't think it does everything that the architect says it does. You don't uh, think
0: you have a higher death rate if you don't wrap?
1: Like, are you talking about wrapping all, like, conifers?
0: Yeah, conifers, yeah.
1: No, I've never wrapped conifers. They've been fine.
0: Uh, We always wrap them.
1: Really? We'll do it if it's the spec. That had to be one of my worst days ever landscaping. I remember going to a job in Ottawa somewhere, and there's all these giant conifers, and my boss drops us off with a fucking truckload of burlap and a a stick with a nail in it? A pail of rusty fucking nails. And he said, put the panties on these fucking trees. I'll pick you up at five. And... You're trying, they're like little pieces of burlap, and you're trying to nail them together and make something big enough to wrap around it and then pull it up and stuff. And I was yelling, and it was right beside a school. And fuck, I was mad that day. The guy that I was working with came over. He's like, You got to calm down. He's like, There's a school over here. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Fuck this. I was just cursing the whole time.
0: I Uh, I agree with you. Tree wrapping is on. In the top five most hated jobs, I have. It's awful. It's It's a shit time of year. Yeah, the trees are not cooperative. No, it takes a certain way to do it. Hold on, you gotta. We used we used to at least have long pieces of burlap that you
1: could. That might be the key.
0: Yeah, wrap and wrap and wrap, and then it. We always had a big stick with a nail in it, like an old broom handle, trying to get those ones right at the top.
1: No, it we was had like this, disaster. These fuck this burlap was like full of mouse piss, straight out of the fucking rotten greenhouse. Put it in the back nice. of the truck. Let's go. Try and weave the pieces together. Like oh, it was no. It's got to be a, that and the day that my old boss he set a the neighbor's uh, field on fire at his <laughs> shop or at at one of his properties and. I had to go and reinstate by planting all these, like, two-foot spruce. (laughs) But it was June, and all the grass was high, and I was in shorts, and I started walking through the thing, and it was all stinging nettle. Oh. Like, it was all fucking nettle. Like, you couldn't take two steps without screaming. And he's like, oh, you can use the the quad, the four-wheeler, whatever, and you get on, and it's no better because you're in shorts, and it's just whipping you faster in the fucking like just driving
0: you <laughs> in deeper.
1: Yeah. and so, I got out, he's like, I, I, I told him I almost quit that day. He's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have made you do the whole thing without switching with somebody. But it I was that or...
0: Work. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead.
1: It was that or the job that the other guys were doing He was clearing a a field for planting. So someone was in the backhoe. And then the other two people were running beside the backhoe, throwing rocks in the bucket. Like a a marathon all day. (laughs) So I don't know what's worse.
0: I think the worst. The old boss that. um, Ridge Lake had a uh cottage that he built or a house wasn't really a cottage on uh, the river in Campbellford. And uh because you're like building right beside the lake, there had to be like an outlet pipe that went down um by the water and it was for the basement because the sub pump was just going constantly and they were worried if the sub pump ever let go The basement would flood, so they wanted to bury this outlet pipe that went all the way down near the river, and it was one of those ones that would only let water out, but not let water in. But you had to get to the... You had to tie it into the the weeping tile at the bottom of the basement of the, the house. So, I remember we left that day. It was in December, and we got in the trucks, and it was like snowing sleet. And Minus two or minus three, and I was like, "Man, this!" And we got all the way up there, and I was like, "This day is this is ridiculous. Like, we can't. You can't even see. You're 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 your scraping ice off your face, and then he had rented a local backhoe, and when the local backhoe <laughs> showed up that day, I was like, "Well, now we're here for the day," and yeah, he dug down the building, and the water was rushing into the hole, and it got to a point where someone just had to climb in there and I just climbed in and started like, and I was like up past my waist in I mean, absolutely frigid water. And then another guy climbed in there with me and we were trying to find cause the pipes underwater. So your hands are underwater and you're just trying to put this key pipe on and then run this other. Anyways, in the end we had to pull the one guy out and get him into the truck. Cause he had frostbite. Wow. <laughs> it was literally done like he couldn't we had to drag him and get him in the truck and then slowly warm him and do all that shit Lovely. it was fun it was the worst it was one of the first
1: yeah
0: <laughs> like, like we just slowly warm this motherfucker like that fan me. on one fan did on you, two fan on three like
1: did you guys watch uh you ever have to watch that video series in school the voyage of the mimi yeah, guys no. ever hear of this? No. So it's basically like these fucking people who are like shipwrecked or whatever. And they're teaching you like survival skills. I think it, it had to be like 30 years ago whenever I saw this, but they're like, some guy had hypothermia. So they get him in his underwear and then they have, you have to go in the sleeping bag with them and warm him slowly. I feel like yes. that's the same sort of thing. You just Absolutely. make sure you guys in your underwear in the truck is warming. Him slowly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: We had to pull his boots off and dump the water out of them and start wow. warming his feet slowly. It was dude, it was fucked up. And the guy that owned the company was there the whole time. We're like almost dead. Like, Trenches wow, are collapsing. Wow. You're in you're in a basement, <laughs> the holes tiny, it's flooded with water, the holes collapsing. Get get the level on that. Check the level. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Check <laughs> the fucking level. It's underwater. I can't even see the pipe. The water is, and the water is just. As soon as you open a hole like that, when everything's under pressure, the water is just exploding in your face. It was, it was a fucked up day. I remember getting home that day, being, man, this is fucked up shit. What are we doing? Like it just, and there wasn't like it wasn't even doing it for a job. It was for this fucking guy's cottage, slash house, whatever the fuck it was. It was fucked. It was just a wow. fuck. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> I remember the same time that was going on there was some other guys there because there was a bunch of us and they were feeding wood through a window and stacking wood in the basement while well, two of us were getting hypothermia and fucking <laughs> bitch. or some redneck guy in a backhoe swinging it around wildly. And all of this is happening in a freezing rainstorm. Like, wow. Like, <laughs> so much unneeded stuff. And I, sometimes I wonder why my body's all fucked up and then I think about days like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, I was a fucked up day. I was shitty stuff, man. That was good <laughs> stuff we were doing that day. I just, another time we were, we had to do all those sapling cuttings.
1: No, or sapling. Or,
0: yeah, saplings uh, or whatever. But live stakes. Yeah, live stakes. So we had to get the live stakes in like March, but the, it was still cold and we had to go walk through a plowed farmer's field for four kilometers to get to where the live Oh, stage my field. God. But I don't know if you've ever walked in a frozen, plowed farmer's field. It's, like, horrid. Like, yeah. every step you take is, like, awkward and yeah. you're falling. And, but for, like, two, two and a half, three kilometers, we walked in, and then we would have to carry the thousands <laughs> of lives. you got to walk
1: out with buckets. Walk out with, yeah. Oh, buckets.
0: Before, before everyone had these little fucking cars they have now where they drive them everywhere yeah we didn't get yeah. none of that fucking shit man back yeah. in the day we
1: bid a job with those live stakes last week while i was on the cruise and they they called me they're like are you sure you want to use this number i said well you're making me second guess it they're like you're half the price of everyone else i said oh well double it but leave us low said, okay we still lost it but uh, so why
0: were you why do you think you were half the price of everybody else because it
1: the tender was very vague. It says use existing brush. Like you could go into the existing job site and fucking walk 10 feet over and make your own live stakes, right?
0: Yeah, pillage them right out of the existing Yeah, And
1: brush. then it said and import remaining. I'm like, well, I don't see the fucking site. I don't know what I have to import. So I'm like, well, but if worse comes to worse, I'll just cut them out of my yard. Like we have thousands of them too. You know,
0: so they, they yeah. say what the diameter, because when, when I, I haven't been one of those things or done one of those things in a long time, but they were becoming really bitchy about the diameter being big enough. So you're almost like cutting the bottom of a dogwood where the diameter is one inch around or what it was such a. I, we used to just take the stakes, but then it became like this yeah. whole, whole thing. Yeah, maybe now, I missed it,
1: but it's like so a I'm huge amount in.
0: of death to begin with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they didn't get it?
0: I'm surprised they wouldn't have just carried your okay. low number.
1: Yeah, I know. They're uh, they're good for talking it out, though. I like that contractor. We don't do much with them, but they're good for talking it out.
0: At least and they're honest about the situation. Because yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like, looking for low numbers to get their job, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And some GCs are like that. And some, like, it depends which estimator you get. Like, if they genuinely care for your business not to go tits up, they'll be like, hey, you can do something here. You know,
0: but well, it's also shitty for them if they carry your number and then you, you realize complaining it's the whole up. time. <laughs> well, or yeah. you just say I'm not doing the job.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Like if they carry your number and then you say, "Oh, I can't do it for that because I fucked this up." That's not helpful either. When it's yeah, you know, that
1: puts yeah, that puts everybody in a shitty spot. So
0: it's one thing if you're 10 percent or 15 percent low, then that could just be you, you're closer. You have more yeah. access to things or whatever. Again. Yeah. How far along is your house?
1: It's all up. The roof's on, Roof shingled. Uh, Windows are coming on the 19th. They're trying to put them in on the 20th, I think. So we got a 16-foot window in the front. Um, We don't know how we're going to get that one in, but it's got to go in somehow. It's like a 600-pound window.
0: Can't you lift it in with the big excavator? Some straps? I'm sure we
1: could. But uh, I don't want to be the one to rig up the fucking straps on a 16 foot window. I'd fuck that up, that's for sure.
0: Well, yeah. And then what happens if the window breaks? Is it your Let's fault? That's
1: it. Yeah. Like it, we didn't plan on putting this in ourselves. So let the professional window lifters lift it or whatever. But power should be in soon. We dug the trench. Everything's run. They have to pull the. The power line through 350 feet of conduit.
0: Like, Is that the picture you posted where you're like, "I'm doing the electrician's job again"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. We got all the conduit in there, and a
1: hundred tons of sand to fill that trench. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Did you paint the rims of your truck black?
1: Yeah, we did today. Shane did it. Nice. So we'll peel off the the frog tape tomorrow and. That truck has to get a wheel seal fixed. So. So yeah. It away.
0: yeah? Yeah. All right. Paisley's talk is done. So that's the end of the episode. Great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's, do you want to wait until Paisley gets in? Should I hit stop Paisley, recording? A podcast. Oh, we're doing a podcast? Yeah, the podcast is happening right now because your stalker got in the way of him. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Paisley's story. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> Bye, guys. <Have laughs>